Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Hi. Let me try that again. <laughs> Mercury retrograde. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk. And then you heard my squeaky voice. Um, at any rate, today is the podcast for the January 31st, 2021. We're done with one month of 2021 uh, for the week ahead. And what we do here on the weekly weather is we talk about what's going on in the heavens, how to work with it, how to help you uh, conquer that energy or work with it effectively or sometimes ignore it because sometimes that's actually the best thing to do or laugh at it and go, ha, 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 you're trying to trick me. Um, so this is a week ahead uh, where we're going to have interesting times. Mercury stationed to go retrograde yesterday. Um, and Rose and I were working on a newsletter. I dictate it. She types it. She tweaks it. Um, she's the English major. And uh, MailChimp ate her stuff last night. So I get an email from her going, it ate my stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. So Mercury is retrograde officially, and he is in the mood to kind of eat your stuff especially if you're a computer person. I was talking to my client, Denise, today, and she said, I was all ready for the thing, and then I dumped a bunch of water on my computer. I'm like, totally, totally. Remember, Neptune is up there hanging out. He's hanging out in the sky waiting to get you. And he, he's like, like, he likes floods. Uh, one, of my, one of my good friends, Merriman, had Neptune on her fourth house, and so she was having a lot of floods at her house. So she went to Sedona, and now Sedona's having snow and water, and apparently it was a drought. So if you need rain, call Merriman. She'll come and rain on your rain in your land. But, yeah, it's Neptune, very big, aspecting our uh, Vesta today. So water energy, water, water, anywhere. Um, all of us working with high water, high emotions, high feelings. And then Mercury, of course, stopping, turning backwards. He entered his shadow on January 15th. He is going backwards until the 20th of February, um, and then he goes forward again, and he clears his shadow in early March. So you've been hearing about Mercury's stuff. He's been talking to you since the 15th, saying, hey, we're going to work on this. He entered his shadow at 11 degrees Aquarius. He's stationed today at 26 degrees and change of Aquarius, back to 11, back forward through this stuff. So what happens is it's a one, two, three pass. We see that a lot. Three wishes from Aladdin with his magic lamp. An opportunity to revise, revisit, redo. An opportunity to re-speak re about things or recover things or find things. I got a Christmas card yesterday. <laughs> Postmark December. Um, yeah, so it's stuff's coming. Mercury's about our communication gods, how we communicate, how we connect, how we link in. Now remember, we still have the whole sky reporting into Saturn, which we're going to have for a good chunk of this year, intermittently. Um, you know, the sun will move out, but a lot of the other planets will con continue. So while planets are in Mercury, while or in Aquarius or Saturn, uh, Saturn's the boss. And so everybody in the heavens is talking into him, um, and we're going to be listening to his journey with us as he says to us, okay, let's put down some new structures and it must be true because I sneezed, let's put down some new structures for our forward motion. He's also asking us to go back and think about some of the things we already decided and see if we really if they, did they really match for us. So, And, of course, whenever Mercury's retrograde, our ghosts come back. 
So you're thinking about somebody you haven't seen in a while, or you're thinking about a situation from your past. And Mercury retrograde also wants to tell us secrets. He likes to reveal things. Remember, he's in Aquarius. He's flying high. He's able to see stuff. He's able to see the patterns a heck of a lot better than you can when you're right up face to face. Like when you're in an airplane and you look down and you see, you know, the road and you see the little, you know, I love flying across the middle of the country and you see the roads, like the roads come in from, there's like a crossroads, you know, and then the roads extend on all different directions. But he gets that cul-de-sac, that pattern that he helps you see it. It's a map view, high view. Skyline view. So, you know, I've been looking at real estate because, you know, that's for whatever reason I'm having a Mercury thing. I guess because Vesta's on my son right now. That would make sense. Um, and I, you know, and I look at him and then I click on the map and I see where it is on the map, right? So I think that's an important thing to kind of be attentioning, paying attention to. Like, where is it and where exactly on the map is it? And how does it really work? Now, we're going into, of course, uh, the retrograde period is going to run until the 20th, so we're going to have the impeachment of uh, the old guy that used to be in the White House. Um, and of course, he's a Gemini, so we have to do everything twice. And, you know, I was thinking about it because the U.S. charts Mars is on Gemini, and the Founding Fathers uh, put the Mars in the seventh house, which makes it weak. It's weak. It's in its accidental debility by placement, meaning by putting it in the seventh house. And it's in Gemini, so it's in the seventh house, uh, which, you know, Gemini Mars sometimes have trouble making decisions. And sometimes they talk a lot, but they don't actually do anything, right? No offense to our Gemini friends. Um, they are often writers and communicators, so that's the positive version. You know, they tell the stories. But our founding chart, our aspirational chart, the Sibley chart for 1776, July 4th, has Mars answering to Mercury in Gemini in Cancer. Mercury retrograde Gemini in Cancer. Retrograde in Cancer. So Mars answers to a weak Mercury because Mercury in Cancer, again, a water sign, has a little trouble sometimes holding its form, holding its direction. So they really gave us a very... They gave us Mars as the open enemies or as the enemy energy. They put it in the seventh house. Like the enemy is in the seventh. We see him clearly. We understand who he is. Of course, you know, that whole foreign and domestic thing, Donald Trump's son is in Gemini right on our Mars. So a domestic enemy or a domestic action taker, depending on your politics. Me, I happen to think a seventh house enemy. But so interestingly, our natal Mars in our U.S. chart is Mercury retrograde. Um, and we're going to have this second impeachment. Geminis always have to do everything twice. We're going to have this second impeachment during Mars retrograde. And of course, you know me, I kind of go these little, I go in these little mind crawls, is what I like to call them. I go crawling along, come up with another way. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So I remembered back when I was first learning astrology, um, 1995, 94, 95, and that was when O.J. Simpson happened. And interestingly, O.J. Simpson has planets on the U.S. Mars also. And the whole nation was fascinated by that trial. And O.J. Simpson has Mars retrograde in his chart, and the verdict came in on Mars retrograde. And I often say to people when they go, oh, my God, Mars is retrograde, Mar Mercury's retrograde, Mercury's retrograde. I'm like, oh, yeah, Mercury's retrograde, but you have Mercury retrograde, so that will be lucky for you. And in the case of O.J., um, he had 
Leo rising in California, and he had Mercury retrograde. So when the verdict came in on Mercury retrograde, half the country was happy with the verdict, half the country was not happy with the verdict, because people were like, oh my God, Mercury retrograde, a retrograde verdict. So I'm finding it really fascinating when people say, what do you think is going to happen on the impeachment? I go, you know, it's Mercury retrograde. (laughs) So I always look at Mercury retrograde and go, it's going to be interesting. We're going to find out all sorts of unusual things we haven't found out yet. But when it's retrograde, we do know there'll be some sudden changes, some sudden reversals, some unexpected things. And because the U.S. Mars answers to a Mercury retrograde, I will be very curious to see how this trial unfolds, similar to the O.J. Simpson trial. Um, And, of course, O.J. was Leo rising in California, so then when he went to Vegas, he was a Virgo rising, answering to Mercury retrograde. And there he got caught and put in jail for stealing his own stuff, which I always thought was kind of an interesting story. Like you steal your own stuff and you go to jail? Well, I guess if you use a gun, that counts. So we're going to have a really interesting Mercury retrograde because we're going to have this impeachment trial. Now, in your own chart, you want to look at where Mercury is 26 to 11, that that section Mercury's rolling through. And he's kind of setting up a story there. He's been setting it up since January 5th. And we do know, we never we never say don't do things because planets are retrograde. But we do say, hey, consider again. Reconsider. Con is with, sitter is stars. You know, so conspire, conspiracy, con with, spire breath. We breathe together. Consider, work with the stars. Now with the retrograde, we go reconsider. So we think, let's work with the stars and review things. So the whole thing with Mercury retrograde, don't freak out. Just give yourself permission and just prepare for (laughs) as we go into this Mercury retrograde because Mercury is stationing on the moon of the United States chart. Aquarius, we have an Aquarius moon, the right of light, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Mercury and Aquarius, we're encouraged to be free. And as Mercury stops there, we're being asked to consider uh, what we think how we think, why we do it, and review our ideas, our thoughts, our visions, our purposes, our intentions, and see if they're in alignment with our soul's purpose and what we want to do. And and if we don't want to do them, we how we want to change them. So it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. <laughs> and, you know, as evidenced by the people calling me and going, oh, my God, my computer, oh, my God, my whatever. Watch for things to come up. Watch for yourself to go, oh, wow, oh, wow, I hadn't thought of that before. Um, and and now you do. And now you go, okay, remember when Mercury is playing with us because he's a trickster, right? Um, and, of course, OJ's chart had Uranus on the Mars, and Donald, of course, has Uranus and the sun on the Mars of the U.S. chart. We have a trickster energy, but we also have uh, an opportunity to watch how Mercury is fun when he's in he's in Aquarius, because he does things you never ever anticipate. So you want to watch for it in your life. Watch for water near your keyboard, <laughs> and so you don't, you know, watch for Merriman coming to your town because she's going to make it snow there or rain there, because uh, she's got Neptune. That girl's got Neptune running. And wherever you have Neptune in your chart, Neptune and Mercury are working together now and inviting us 
to do new things, to do different things, to come up with a different way of seeing the world, come up with a different way of understanding it. And, of course, Neptune is aspecting the nodes of fate, and Vesta is aspecting the nodes of fate, so we have an opportunity to reconsider what we're doing, to redo, revise, revisit. And that's always what we do with Mercury Retrograde. And then, you know, MailChimp may eat your, may eat your newsletter. All right, so let's talk about the energy uh, the week ahead. As I mentioned, we're at the week of the 31st. So what happens on the 2nd is we have what's called Candlemas. We also call it Groundhog Day. Uh, <laughs> and what that means is the sun is halfway through its journey. It's called a cross-quarter day. It's halfway through its journey between winter and spring. So this is a this is a pagan holiday. We used to celebrate it with lighting the candles and dancing because we're halfway through winter. Um, and saying, yes, yes, let's create things, let's bloom, let's have a dream, let's have a vision. So I do encourage you to take this energy. We're going to have a new moon in a week or so. Next week, the new moon, and that's going to be the year of the ox, the metal ox from the Chinese calendar. And, of course, we're staying in the barnyard. This year we were the year of the rat, which was a fun year. <laughs> and, of course, rats bring plagues, you know, it's no no joke, No, the Chinese astrology matches ours. Um, in the old days, bubonic plague, and remember the blood, you know, all those guys, they were all carried by rats. Um, and now we're going to the, we're staying in the barnyard, we're going to the oxen, and we're going to the metal ox this year, and ox have a, a plowing quality, a slow, a steady, a plow. Remember, they are castrated bulls, and they get put together, yoked together, and they used to plow the field, and they're slow and steady, and they get stuff done. Of course, they can be a little stubborn. It is a year of, the year of stubborn, you know, Jupiter's in Aquarius, which is a uh, dig in the heels kind of sign sometimes. So we're going to watch for that energy as we begin this new, this new year next week. Um, but this week we're kind of getting ready for it and we're wrapping up the old year and we're reviewing what we did and all that kind of cool stuff. So right now the moon is a little techie right then. Didn't I do a little techie? Well, that's because the moon's in Virgo. So the moon's in Virgo today. It's in Virgo tomorrow. It goes void tomorrow morning at 6.10 a.m. And then it enters uh, Libra at 6.25 a.m. And later in the day, on the 1st, Monday the 1st, Venus leaves Capricorn, where she's been hanging out for a while, and she enters Aquarius. She is still reporting into Saturn. So she is still taking her Libran planets, of which there are none right now in the sky, and her Taurus planets, of which there are two, Mars and Uranus, still are reporting to Venus, and Venus is still reporting into Saturn. Um, so we're going to be, uh, you know, the sky is still ruled by Saturn. Moon goes into Libra on Monday morning, so Moon is reporting to Venus, reporting to Saturn. Again, still the sky is run by Saturn. Um, and then it's in Libra on Monday, Tuesday, Groundhog Day, Candlemas, uh, Wednesday, it goes void at one one eleven one fifteen a.m. and it goes void uh, with a trine to Mercury. So good closing aspects on the third for Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday morning, bright and well Wednesday like really midnight. Then void all night goes into Scorpio on the third in the Scorpio on the third all day the fourth all day goes void of course at four twenty a.m. on Friday the fifth. And it goes, moon and Scorpio goes void with a sextile to Pluto. So all week, nice moons, good working moons. Moon is void in the morning on Friday the 5th. 
goes into Sagittarius at 12.16 p.m. on the 5th. Again, Moon in Sagittarius, answering to Jupiter, answering to Saturn. And, of course, Mars in Scorpio, answering to uh, Pluto, answering to Saturn. Or Mars in Scorpio, answering to Venus. Uh, Mars, Mars, Scorpio, answering to Mars, answering to Venus. Either way, all to Saturn. Jupiter in Sag. On, uh, or I'm sorry, Moon and Sag on the Mercury Aquarius, right? And, uh, retrograde. Yeah, we're having a little trouble with our words here. Um, Jupiter in Sag. Jupiter goes, Moon goes into Sag on Friday the 5th, and it's in Sagittarius Friday afternoon, 12, 16 p.m., all day Saturday the 6th. The 7th, it goes void at 1.16 a.m. with a sextile to Mercury. Again, a nice sextile. Void most of the day on Sunday the 7th, and it goes in, and of course when it's in when it's in Sagittarius it's answering to Jupiter answering to Saturn, and then on the seventh, the Sunday the seventh the moon goes into Capricorn at three five two p.m. and it's in Capricorn Sunday Monday going void at twelve twenty two p.m. on Tuesday the ninth with a conjunction to Pluto, so the moons this week are all great, but Mercury's retrograde, <laughs> so it's great for reviewing things. And going back and looking at it and saying, okay, let me review this again. Okay, let me review this again. Um, the easy moons, nice and easy on Monday. A little bit stressed on Tuesday because of the inconjunct um, from the, that the moon makes to Mars and Neptune. It's more like, you know, working in conjuncts. Not bad. Uh, a little argumentative in the morning on the 3rd because moon in Scorpio is squaring the Aquarian planets. And then the end of the week is all positive, easy, easy flow. We do have Venus meeting up with Saturn on the 6th, which she does once a year. And we also have her meeting up with Uranus on the 6th. So that's kind of a breakup day. Or reconnecting with someone you broke up before, right? Because when Venus meets Saturn and then she squares Uranus, she's really trying to decide. And she went, remember, she goes into the sign of freedom, freedom, so maybe she's been a little depressed lately, you know, because she's been Capricorn, or she's been a little serious about stuff. And so as she goes into Aquarius, she gets a little lighter, but then she's going to bumble on through all those Aquarian planets, meeting up with Saturn, squaring Uranus, and the two of, remember, Saturn and Uranus are going to have the first of three squares this year. So she's going to kind of come in and say, this is the necessary changes we need to make. And to the point of... Um, the whole doha with the stock market, right? Saturn is the old structures. <laughs> Uranus is the breaking up the old structures. So we had those people on Reddit doing stock trades, and they were the old money or the hedge fund money. I don't know what we want to call it. The traditional money was betting against retail, betting against AMC, movie theaters. They were shorting it make the stocks go up, they have to pay a lot of money. So earlier today, um, the guy who bought the Mets, Scott, whatever his name was, or whatever, I don't even know his name. He, anyway, he opened up a Twitter account like three months ago when he bought the Mets. And now, because he's lost all this money, he's really mad, and he just deleted his Twitter account. You're in a square Saturn, right? Just got rid of it on the retrograde. So that whole thing about they shut down the trading of the regular people, but the institutions could trade, and AOC and Ted Cruz agreed on something. Unity, but you're in a square Saturn. So it's re agreeing from different perspectives, right? 
So we have to watch this energy. It's really going to be interesting this year because it's going to present us with a lot of opportunities to look at things from a different point of view. And I'm, I, mean, I love Aquarian energy. I'm like flying like a kite, and I haven't had anything, <laughs> you know, not, even, not even a bowl of pasta. Uh, clearly my system has adjusted to the lack of pasta in it. Um, but Aquarius energy is really, it's just so interesting because you get this kind of like, wow, that is like so cool. I can't believe it did that. And it did. And then you're like, wow, that is really neat. So really watch this week ahead. going to be a lot of fun. And the next, actually, the next couple of weeks are going to be a lot of fun because of all the energy in the sky that's just very topsy-turvy. Um, okay, so we did the moons, and now let's do the planets. So the sun this week, uh, February 1st, is 12.47 Aquarius, and it goes to 21, moving about a degree a day, which is pretty normal. Um, sun squares Mars on the 1st, so it's a little cranky. Not bad, but sun Aquarius, you know, kind of. And again, this is an aspect that happens once a year, so not not a big deal. Um, the sun also has aspects to the nodes of fate on the 6th, so you want to watch who you meet. A lot of conversation about relationships and partnerships in the couple of days leading up to it. Don't be afraid of doing deals on Mercury retrograde. People go, oh my God, you know, it's Mercury retrograde, I can't do anything. I'm like, no, we learn to work with the energy, we do it in a way that helps us, and we recognize we might revise it down the road, so we're going to give it a different version. Um, and then Mercury this week does meet up with uh, Mercury, or Sun meets up this week with Mercury. So he is very intense. Remember, Mercury Sun combust makes people very opinionated and very intense, and they really believe that they're right and you're not, and that's the way it is. And we also have <laughs> we also have Mercury meeting up with Pallas Athena later on that day on the ninth. Mercury meets up with Pallas Athena, uh, which is the beginning of the court. That's next Tuesday. Um, and that's at uh, 2.49 p.m. So justice, vision of justice. How are we going to do it? What are we going to do? Mercury meets up with Aquarius. Mercury and the sun meet up in Aquarius. i got to slow down a little. I'm going too fast. Mercury and the sun meet up in Aquarius, and they are kind of moving us forward into a new way. But they also are starting a new way of thinking about things. Um, and Aquarius does tend to think it's right. Mercury this week, of course, I mentioned he goes retrograde. He's retrograde going backwards now from 25 Aquarius all the way back to 19 and a half Aquarius, 1931 Aquarius. And so Mercury this week does have some, uh, has a sextile with Pluto, which is kind of a big public argument on the 5th of February. And he meets up with Pallas Athena on the 7th, which gives him a strategy and approach to things. And Athena, of course, is moving in Aquarius, which is, again, one of her favorite times signs, because she's all about justice. Remember, she popped out of her dad's head. She didn't have a mom. She's the thing that sits on top of the Capitol building. She also is, rules Athens. You know, the city of Athens answers to her. And she's a strategic warrior. And so Mercury this week is kind of, Moving along in Aquarius, but he's moving backwards. So he's going, you know, he's re revisiting decisions he's made, thinking about things he's talked about since February 15th. Venus this week, she enters Aquarius tomorrow, and she's going to go from zero Aquarius to seven. And as she goes forward, she has a couple of bumpy passages, mainly on the weekend, on the 6th and the 7th. But you know what happens with planets is they're coming in to make the conjunction. They also say to us, and that's finished now. I'm done with that. I'm done with this. I'm done because they let go. But again, Venus does this once a year, 
right? So it's not that big a deal, but it also is her first time meeting up with Saturn since he's been in Aquarius. Last time he was there was 29 years ago. So she's ruling from six to seven, from zero to seven. And she meets up with Saturn, which says to him, now remember, we've had Mercury meet him. We had the sun meet him. We had Jupiter meet him. We had Mars square him. Now we've got Venus coming up and, and chatting with him. And so she and Saturn are going to make a plan. Uh, and so we're going to watch what that is, what the plan is on the 6th, but it gets revealed to us the week as we're going into it, and we can expect some news of departures, losses, changes, relationships kind of ending on the 3rd and the 4th. People moving out on the 5th, you know. So, you know, I read my People magazine, and uh, Ben Ben Affleck broke up with his girlfriend, um, and she appeared, I was getting my hair cut, and she appeared in people, and she'd cut all her hair off. And I went, oh, that's a classic breakup. Remember how you cut all your hair off when you're breaking up with someone? So Venus in Aquarius cuts all her hair off on the 3rd and the 4th. Whoever does that, you're going to hear the relationship ending a little bit later. Uh, we also have Venus square Uranus. That happens on the 6th, uh, too. The, the Saturn happens on the 6th in the morning, and Uranus is around 1030 at night. So there's a lot of turbulence uh, next weekend on Saturday with Venus. She's kind of in a little bit of a muddle. In and, and, and Aquarius, she gets a little chilly. She's like, well, you know, I got what I wanted. Rah, rah, rah. And you have to kind of go, okay, that's good. What do you want? And kind of work with that energy with her. Uh, talk to her. She needs you to talk to her. Remember, she's little, too. She's zero to seven. So she's not. she's clear, but she's not necessarily articulate articulate mars this week uh 10 12 12 taurus 13 14 taurus um he doesn't have much that he's doing except on february 3rd he's breaking up with somebody which is when venus is having her problems so definitely some big news of breakups uh in the in the news um jupiter is quintile eris on the sixth so people are harnessing up their aggression their anxiety their direction and that's going to take place at uh, 11 of um, Aquarius, which is the de- the degree of the Mercury station. So we're going to watch that day and see what kind of angry energy comes out then. And then we also have, uh, who's the next guy? Saturn. Um, he's not doing much this week at all. He's basically at 5, 6 of, Cap- of Aquarius. He is dancing with Venus, but he's not doing anything with anybody else. Kind of sitting there reading his book. He's a little happy. Neptune this week. A lot of flooding, water energy. Have Merriman come to your house. Uh, 6 p.m. on February 9th, water, emotions, feelings. Neptune opposite Vesta. How we feel about things, what we need, changes around the house, the home, the building. Vesta is the home and house. Um, And then Pluto sextile series on February 8th, which is our understanding of how we... use power and we nurture ourselves or not as the case may be and then uh, Chiron's kind of quiet this week he does have a strategic alliance with Athena on February 9th again uh, the impeachment starts that day so it'll be interesting we've got a few aspects on the 9th here and then uh, Athena also aspects uh, the nodes of fate very strongly on February 1st so watch for strategic information coming your way especially if you have things at 18 Aquarius, 1822. So that's kind of the story for the week. Um, It's an interesting week. It's not like crazy wild, you know, which is helpful. 
but it is building up to the upcoming Saturn-Uranus square, which happens on the 17th of February. And it's also building up, dropping the energy, energy release, 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 towards the new moon, which takes place on the 11th of uh, Aquarius, and that uh, 11th of February in Aquarius. And that, of course, is going to be the year of the ox. So we're finishing up the year of the rat. So we should see a lot of things around the things that the rat year brought us, which, of course, was the plague. And we're leaving behind that. Now, I'm a horse. You know, I li- I respect rats because they're very smart. But I don't like them because they get in my trough and they eat my food in the barn, right? Um, oxen are an interesting energy. So Google metal ox. It'll talk to you about what the year ahead is going to be um, for all of us because the oxen are plowing the field. They're slow and steady, reliable and dependable, a little bit stubborn. And our job is to kind of think about what the field is we want to plow, what our ideas are about how we're going to plow it, and why do we want to do that? You know, what does that look like to us? And with that in mind, we're going to be able to kind of plot a course because the Aquarius Mercury – Mercury dancing in Aquarius. I happen to love it because I have Aquarius first house. A lot of people don't like it so much <laughs> because Mercury in Aquarius goes, <gasps> and you go, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. I love to have things come in and make me go, what, what? And then kind of lean in and think about them. Um, but that is the energy of Mercury in Aquarius. It can be a little shocking. It kind of says stuff. It goes, what, what? And then you go, well, lean in, talk to it a little talk to it a little bit more, kind of get to know what it thinks, kind of get a different perspective, kind of hear why it doesn't think that's a good idea. Because then then we're having a dialogue, then we're having a conversation. So it's a great time to review or talk to or connect with some of the people you maybe didn't talk to uh, because of the politics. <laughs> maybe you don't want to do it because we're going into the impeachment. But it's an energy of review, revise, see because Mercury really does want us to see, to be conscious, to understand things, and, of course, most importantly, to prepare for surprises. Because he is a surprise kind of guy when he's in Aquarius. So I wish you all a great week and uh, big hugs. And you can tell I'm a little snuffly cold here, but that's not, not bad, just a little little snuffle in my nose. So what are you going to do? Forward we go. Wishing you all a great week and uh, catch you next week. Bye-bye.